Voice Live from CES is an official event within the greater CES program, where the world's top brand leaders will share insights about how they are engaging customers through voice-enabled devices in our homes, cars, hotels, and more. To learn more about how you can be a sponsor, speaker, or attend Voice Live from CES, visit voicesummit.ai slash CES. That's voicesummit.ai slash CES. Do you know the difference between a hearing aid and a hearable? Today, you'll hear Andrew Bellavia, the Director of Market Development of Knowles Electronics, talk about what hearables can currently do, where they're going, the importance of hardware in hearables, the issues of security and human interaction while wearing them, and how they're changing lives. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Kerry Roberts. And today, my guest is Andrew Bellavia, the Director of Market Development at Knowles Electronics. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, I know you focus a lot on hardware. Can you give us a brief description of what your company does and designs in the hearable space? Yes, we make small microphones and speakers. The speakers are a specialty type called balanced armatures, which actually our company founder developed originally for hearing aids. It's one of the technologies that allow hearing aids to be worn on the face rather than on a belt pack with a wire running up to your head. Today, our our microphones are used in mobile phones, hearing aids, and the microphones and hearable devices. And the balanced armature drivers increasingly in hearables as hearable devices converge with hearing aids in terms of performance, battery life, and overall technology. And can you kind of spell out the difference for us between a hearing aid and a hearable and how maybe they work together? Yes, in a certain sense, Hearing aids are the original hearables. If we follow the definition that's most commonly used, a hearable device is an earworn device that has some intelligence beyond just playing music. So in that respect, hearables were created decades ago in the form of hearing aids, which have pretty advanced signal processing in order to make speech as clear as possible for hearing impaired people. Now, in the modern context, a hearable device is thought of one in which Uh, Correcting hearing impairment is not the primary feature, but other intelligent features are added to it, whether it's hands-free voice assistant access, uh, personalized sound, biometrics like uh, heart rate monitoring for sport, uh, language translation, and the like. And so Amazon just recently came out with kind of the new hearables that they'll have. Can you talk about what's currently out there in the form of hearables? Yes. There were, in the beginning, uh, early entrants like Bragi, who did a sport hearable device with an onboard music player so you could swim and hear music and a heart rate sensor and so on. Maimanu, a UK company uh, with a language translation system that worked with the hearable in concert with the phone app and so on. These all achieved a certain level of success. Bragi is no longer making their device, but they were really a bellwether for other people to come. Today, now you see major companies getting into the hearable space as the technology made it possible to make consumer-friendly priced advanced devices that were comfortable to wear and had features that consumers were looking for. And so as we kind of think about where hearables is going, I think for a lot of people, it's fairly new. Where do you kind of see it going within the next year and beyond? 
Uh, it's a great question because you see both hardware and voice experiences converging to make mass market adoption of hearables a reality. On the hardware side, if you go back even a couple of years, battery life was stuck around three hours or so. Apple really broke that barrier having the first mass market device with five hours battery life. Now you're starting to think about it being long enough to be useful. Now, there weren't any uh, hearable features built into the first AirPods, but they broke the battery life barrier, and that was one of the factors that drove mass adoption. The other factor is that all the earlier devices had difficulty with pairing and connectivity, and that really inhibited consumer adoption of the devices. And of course, the AirPods solved that problem too. Now that problem is largely solved, we go on to what makes a compelling experience for wearing hearables for long periods of time. They have to have the long battery life, they have to be comfortable, they have to have good sound, and they also have to have experiences that make people want to wear them more than just when they're listening to music at the moment. And we've seen several recent examples of that. One is when Amazon launched their device, they showed some experiences that were made specifically for hearable devices. For example, when you're near a restaurant, you could ask for a restaurant review, which is the sort of thing that you wouldn't do location-based queries in your home smart speaker. Another one is the recent announcement by Google where they've now made maps with more detailed instructions for visually impaired people. That, I think, is really useful overall. I wear connected hearing aids, and I often will use Google Maps with the phone in my pocket but the instructions are really too sparse to make walking by voice alone work well. And in fact, I've tried it running and I've often overshot the street I was supposed to turn on because the instructions were too delayed. But this sort of experience where I've now created a system of audio guidance specifically for the case where I'm on foot is a great reason to wear hearables when you're out and about that didn't exist until now. So what about for somebody that doesn't have a hearing impairment of some kind? I mean, is this something where you envision people wearing them all the time? Because my question or concern would be, are we becoming more disconnected to the actual people in front of us and around us? Well, it depends on how you use them, like any other technology. I would say from my own experience using the connected hearing aids, where I can dial the mix between virtual and real sounds at any level, at any mix I want, uh, that it actually makes one more attentive to the outside. I mean, how many times do you see people staring at the phone walking about? How many times are you walking on the street and you almost run into somebody who's not even looking? And yet I can, for example, and I've done this many times, I can listen to a podcast while interacting with the outside world. Uh, not too long ago, I was standing in line waiting to board a flight, and I had a podcast going, and I just had the mix set at an appropriate level, and I could seamlessly go up to the counter, speak with the attendant who's taking my boarding pass, board the plane, answer uh, questions of the flight attendant, and sit down, and all the while, you know, the podcast is going on in the background, and I could divide my attention between the two. One advantage hearables has over, for example, smart glasses, is that you really take in sound as a parallel interface. One example, let's say with your significant other on a romantic evening, and the television behind your significant other's head is showing a football match. 
Well, you can't divide your attention between your significant other and the football. It becomes very obvious that you'll destroy the evening. But on the other hand, you can be in the restaurant. There can be music playing in the background. People are talking nearby. If uh, somebody calls for you, like, say, the server, you can juggle that attention without really ruining the moment of the evening. And so with a properly designed hearable device, the virtual and the real, I think, really complement each other. Don't take away your attention from either like a visual experience does. So you're thinking that in the future, most people would like as part of their day in the morning, put the hearable on and wear it all day? Or is it something that people would kind of use as needed or like if they were out by themselves or at work? I think it'll gradually work towards an all-day experience. It won't cut there all at once. But, for example, when I'm out on the street, yes, I will pop them in. I can get route guidance on the fly. I can ask for reviews of the restaurant I'm standing in front of. Oh, I forgot to add this to my shopping list, so I just do it. And, of course, it goes into the same shopping list that I've created with my smart speaker at home. So I do think that people are going to wear them more often. And like any other mobile technology, it will take a little bit of a learning curve how to use that technology appropriately and not be distracted by it. But I think the intrinsic value of the voice hearable experience is really going to outweigh the minuses and make it more and more compelling for people to wear longer and longer periods of time. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm curious if you know anything about security. I mean, I know we've talked about voice as a whole with security being a concern on many levels, and some people feel like it's not as much because our phone has so much information. But is there concern of like wearing a hearable and people listening in to other people's conversations or hearing a certain amount of distance? You know, this makes me think of like, you know, old school like superhero movies where they have these kind of extra powers. Is that something that hearables can do? And is of that concern at all? Well, you asked a couple of different questions there. I mean, the basic security question is an interesting one because it certainly comes up in the context of smart speakers in the home as as well as hearables. But I also heard people ask, what about the speaker in your mobile phone? Nobody even thinks twice about your mobile phone with you constantly and the potential for the microphone to be picking up everything you say. Now, hearable devices, of course, have the same sort of question associated with them because as you wear them more and more, the question becomes, well, I'm constantly connected. Are my conversations being monitored? Well, there's two levels to that. One is, what is the operator of your voice assistant doing with your audio, no matter what device you're using, whether it's in the car, in your hearable, or in your smart speaker at home. One has to be comfortable with the security level that's being provided by that voice assistant provider, no matter where they are. The second one is how does one know whether the hearable device is listening or not? And there, that can be easily solved by a handshake tone or recognition some way of knowing I'm listening now and now I'm not listening. When I do it with the uh, Google Assistant on my phone through my connected hearing aids, I get the beep that tells me that Google Assistant is listening and I know that Google Assistant is not listening until I hear that. So there are ways to address the security issue. And so far, the consumer seems pretty comfortable with the level of security offered by smart speakers. Look at the adoption rates for smart speakers. 
Yeah. And I, like I said, I think, you know, when I've been to different events and people ask this question, everybody always says, you know, your phone already has more than enough information that we don't seem to be concerned about that. We really want more of the convenience. We want to save time. And that seems to be priority for consumer adoption in general. With you kind of gaining into more hearables yourself personally, because kind of as an extension of the hearing aid, as you talked about, how has that kind of changed your life and how you feel? It's interesting, really. It's caused me to think a lot more about how voice can increase accessibility for people on all different levels. Voice is a more natural way of communicating and also much different than keyboarding or tapping on a phone screen. So if you have any kind of impairment in dexterity, voice is a much easier way to interact with the internet, your loved ones, your friends, you know, whatever. It also makes the internet more accessible for people who may not otherwise be able to afford what is necessary to access the internet. That could be a computer, a high-speed connection. If one is not able to purchase a computer for economic reasons, it's much easier to access the internet than the wider world through voice. All it really takes is a moderate-speed interconnection and a low-cost smart speaker. So, for example, I might be a family member who has children, and I want those children to be able to access the internet to do, for example, research for school projects and the like. Much more easy to put that in my home and have my children using it if I have a smart speaker than if I have a computer. You being a hardware person, how important is the hardware for a hearable for it to be productive and successful for the user? It's very critical. And this is why hearables haven't achieved mass adoption until now, because the hardware hadn't come together to deliver the combination of long enough battery. Hardwares haven't come together to deliver long enough battery life, uh, good enough sound, and comfortable form factor. So those things are happening. There's a lot of different technologies driving that. One of them is the fact that the DSPs use in hearables, the power consumption is coming down and down. So now you can get longer and longer battery life. The other one is a technology derived directly from the hearing aids, and that's the balanced armature speakers that we make. They're much lower power consuming than ordinary speakers. In a couple of years ago, hearable devices, DSPs consumed so much power, you hardly noticed it. Whereas in a hearing aid, the speaker power was about the same as the DSP power. Well, now in hearable devices, you have the DSP power coming down and down. And now you have more and more people adopting the balanced armature speakers from hearing aids to reduce the speaker power as well. And you can see now the battery life is the result of both of those going higher and higher and higher. Five hours, six hours, eight hours. And that's one of the key factors to hearable mass adoption is that you can deliver that kind of battery life in a small comfortable form factor because of those twin things, the DSP power going down and the hearing aid balance armature speakers being adopted. Now, where can people learn more about this? If they want to connect with you or learn more about your company, especially from the hardware side, anything to do with hearables, where can they do that online or social media? So online, they can go to knowlespremiumsound.com. And I can be reached either on LinkedIn, you can search for me under Andrew Bellavia, or on Twitter at AndyB underscore Knowles. Great. And the last question I've been asking recently is, currently at this time, is there a favorite flash briefing or voice skill or experience that you're using and really enjoying right now? 
In terms of flash briefings, I'd hate to name just one because I listen to several, but if I have to call out a single one, I'll say Future Ear Radio from Dave Kemp because he and I both travel in similar circles, and I love the way he thinks about hearable devices and the coming use cases for them. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for giving us some more insight into something that's really coming to be quite big in the voice space. So I thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and passion with us. Thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and engage with your audience. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.